Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is the Gospel reading according to St. Matthew. When Jesus came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. When he had entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And to the centurion Jesus said, Go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. In the name of Jesus, amen. Usually when we hear about something amazing in the Gospels, it's about something that Jesus said or did. But today, we have the extraordinary words, when Jesus heard this, he marveled. Now that is something amazing. What is it that would make Jesus marvel? Well, it's faith. Jesus marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. The faith of the centurion made Jesus marvel. Now, faith itself is certainly not uncommon. Immediately before the centurion came to Jesus, we heard about a leper who came and said, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. That leper clearly had faith in Jesus' ability to heal. So what is different? What is so great about the centurion's faith? How is it distinct from the faith of the leper? What is it about the centurion's faith that makes Jesus marvel? Well, the faith of the centurion is amazing in at least three ways. First, that he believed that Jesus would respond with compassion. Second, that he believed that whatever Jesus said would happen. And third, that he believed that Jesus was the Son of God. So, first, the centurion believed that Jesus would respond with compassion. He had faith in the goodness of Jesus. He believed that Jesus desires to heal so strongly that he actually never asked Jesus to heal his servant. 
Did you notice that? In contrast, the leper who said to Jesus, if you will, if you are willing, you can make me clean. The centurion simply informs Jesus of the situation. Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. There's no request in there. He doesn't tell Jesus what it is that he wants Jesus to do. He simply alerts Jesus to the situation, and he trusts, he is confident that Jesus will respond to suffering with compassion. Second, the centurion believed that whatever Jesus said would happen. He had faith that Jesus' words were powerful and effective. He didn't believe that Jesus needed to do some kind of ritual incantation, that Jesus' ability to heal was limited by time or space. Like the leper, he believed that if Jesus willed, he could heal, and so he humbly declines Jesus' offer to come to his servant and says, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only say the word, and my servant will be healed. He believed that Jesus could just say the word and that would be enough. He believed that Jesus not only had power to heal, but the authority to make it happen anytime, anywhere. He believed that whatever Jesus said would happen. And third, the amazing faith of the centurion is that he believed that Jesus had this authority because Jesus is the Son of God. And so the centurion believed that when Jesus spoke, he spoke with all the authority of the Father. That's what he's talking about when he explains why he believes that Jesus only needs to speak a word. He says, for I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. Now that explanation might require a bit of explanation. At first hearing, it seems to almost be a little bit mixed up. The centurion is saying that he is under the authority of someone else, and yet he demonstrates that by talking about how other people obey him. But what he's saying, you see, is that he understands why it is that people obey him. It's because he is a centurion. He is a servant of the Roman emperor. His soldiers and servants obey him because his commands are backed by the authority of Caesar himself. And he believes that this is the same situation for Jesus, that Jesus speaks with the Father's authority, that Jesus is not simply one who speaks on his own, but speaks with all of the authority that the Father has given to him. And indeed, this is exactly what we find at the end of Matthew's gospel. When we get to the last chapter of Matthew, Matthew 28, in the Great Commission, as we often call it, that Jesus begins by saying, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples. By confessing that Jesus is a man under authority, the centurion was confessing not only that Jesus has power, but that the source of his power is his divinity. He believed that Jesus was the Son of God. So certainly this then is faith to marvel at, faith at which Jesus marvels. It's a no-holds-barred trust that asks of God boldly. We learn why his faith is so bold, because he believes that God is good and loves him, loves his servant. We learn that this faith holds to God's word, trusting that he does what he says, 
that his word does what it says. We learn also that faith has content and meaning. It is specific. Faith knows who Jesus is, and so trusts in him and asks accordingly. It believes that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. But there's one more remarkable thing about the centurion's faith. All of this confidence, all of his hope in God's mercy, all of his boldness, all of his knowledge of Christ was focused on imploring Jesus to help someone else. He came to Jesus for the sake of his servant. And if you read the Greek word there, it's specifically a servant who was a child. And I think it is this as much as anything else that made Jesus marvel. Because true faith is expressed in love for the neighbor. Faith in God and in his goodness leads us to love and care for our neighbor and especially for the least of them. How often was it that Jesus would take a little child and set him in the midst of the disciples and say, the kingdom is of such as these. And it is for the love of one of these least that a centurion, a foreigner, one outside the covenant of Israel, comes to Jesus for help. This is the faith that Jesus marvels at. And therefore, this is the kind of faith that we should marvel at, the faith which we should desire. This is the kind of faith which Jesus establishes with all of the authority which the Father has given to him in heaven and earth, sending forth his disciples to make disciples by baptizing them, and teaching them all that he has commanded. And so, marvelously, this kind of faith that the centurion had is the faith that the Holy Spirit creates and nurtures in you. For by water and the word, the Holy Spirit has called you by the gospel, enlightened you with his gifts, sanctified and kept you in the one true faith. And where the authority of Jesus is spoken, there God's kingdom comes, that our Heavenly Father gives to us His Holy Spirit, so that by His grace we believe His Holy Word, believe that it does what it says. And so, because of that, through the Spirit and the Word, lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. This is the marvel of the faith that God has given to you, the very thing which Jesus has come to do, that by His life and death and resurrection, by the sending of the Holy Spirit, by the sending of his disciples who speak not with their own authority, but with the authority of Jesus, the very authority of the creator of heaven and earth, that God would work such saving faith in you. And that then having created such faith in you, he would work in you in love towards one another, to all, especially to those who are the least. To him be all the glory forever and ever. Amen.